What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 199 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch, and our drippy buddy Ramrod. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. You're little, doing all right. Mouth is a little sore, but a little sore. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, I uh, obviously I knew that uh, last Friday that you uh, got your wisdom teeth pulled, um, and I, I I'll be honest, I kind of forgot about it uh, tonight. And then when you showed up and and you kind of started talking, it's like, the heck's he got like? Has he got something in his mouth? And it's like, <laughs> no, he just <laughs> no, it's just sore a little bit. Yeah, Ramrod, you got your uh, have you got your window wisdom teeth taken out? I did. I got them taken out with the army. Okay, I I have yet to get mine out. Uh, two of mine, my bottom two were all the way through, and uh, one of them actually, when we were at the the Dakota Angler Ice Institute, we stopped and got something to eat that night, and I had a cavity in the one, and it broke in half. No so kidding. I, yeah, so I've been having half a tooth back there for a while. And it's been a few years the dentist has been telling me that I got to get my wisdom teeth taken out. And I was finally, I went in there a while back and they're like, yeah, you need to get those out. So the bottom two were all the way through and then the top two were still in there. So they had to cut those out. So I don't, I was, I went in there, they, uh, hooked up the anesthesia to me and I was out. Next thing I remember, I was getting wheeled out into the lobby and did you do anything crazy i didn't do anything. <laughs> my dad crazy. goes freaking like bat shit nuts <laughs> like when he comes out of yes, yeah he does he goes he he gets freaking wild i don't I, and like i just remember getting in the ve- vehicle and then emily was like <clears throat> you don't remember any of it like coming out of there i was like no there's like she's like you don't remember having to put your sweatshirt on i was like well i do remember putting having to do that but no, once I got in the car, I was all right and stuff right. like that. It wasn't like all goofy, but the worst was like my tongue was numb, and obviously your lips and your mouth are just all yeah. just you got that yeah. blood taste in there, and it's just I don't know. I was telling Dusty earlier that night when we got home, I had to take some pain meds and stuff like that, and that sucked because half the water was going down my the front of my shirt and half because <laughs> you can't feel no anything, way. but. Now uh, today, you know, I took school off today. I didn't go into work because the do- the doctor told me not. You to. took the day off. Yeah, doctor told me not to Lucky go in. Dog. So nice. But all I did was sat around and not really do much. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Not like you went out and went fishing or right. pheasant hunting or anything like that. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm no friend of the dentist. I don't oh, know I uh, who is a fan of the dentist. But uh, I'll tell you what's better than than the dentist, and that's our buddies up at Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the best damn bait shop in the Upper Midwest, possibly the United States. And and for sure, if 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 we took over the United States, uh, we got all of North America and and prob- probably worldwide. Then no, I totally agree with you. Totally agree. And uh, uh, I'll I'll say it once. I'll say it again. Code Dirtbag at checkout on www.dakotaangler.com. Save yourself a little bit of extra money. And guys, ice fishing is officially here. So uh, if you need to stock up on something uh, here at the last minute. Uh, dirt bag, use code dirt bag and get her done. Not only that, I mean, we're guys, none of us have started Christmas shopping yet. So no, there's a great opportunity to jump online and get a little discount. Cause we all love a discount and, uh, get some people, if not yourself, some awesome Christmas gifts. If you want to, if you want to score some points with your hussy, get her some, get her some fishing tackle. That's right. 
Like that's uh that that's exactly what you do. I was talking to a guy today at work, JP. He was telling me that he's getting his wife. Ah, I'm sure JP's wife don't listen to the show, so I think I can say it. But he's getting her like one of those mas- massaging guns. Oh, there you go. And he's oh, like, yeah. he's like, you want to know what the best part about that is? He said, I get it for her, and I get to use it. <laughs> <laughs> no. You just better hope it don't replace you, JP. That's all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, those jigs, uh, the jigs and plastics, perfect stocking stuffers. Oh, absolutely, oh, they really are. Yep. And, if, and if you really want to be smart about it, and you can do what I did, I took. My wife, back when we were dating, I took her ice fishing one time, and she hated it. So now she doesn't go. So whenever I say, hey, you, I'm going ice fishing, and I always do the polite thing and be like, hey, you want to come along? Hell no, I don't want to come along. <laughs> hey, I offered. So. Oh shucks. <laughs> Guess I'm going. Guess I'm going. Uh, nope. Uh, uh, okay. So so here's one. Uh, if, if, if you're opening up your stocking Christmas morning, what jig or plastic are you hoping you get? My hoping that I get? Yep. Well, you really can't go wrong with, like, the clam drops. I mean, yep. Yep. you can't. Um, oh, you a fan else? of the swirl drops? I really like the swirl drops. They're, they're pretty cool, yeah. I mean, any tongue. You know, I'm not going to bat my eye at any tungsten jig. Isn't that the truth? I mean, they're all pretty similar now. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, whatever. In whatever size. Yep. You know, I. Uh, so I actually ramrod and i uh got out and went fishing on saturday and uh, i pulled my panfish rod out of the out of the rack on the ceiling in the garage or whatever because that's where i store them and i look at that jig and i'm like what in tarnation did i have that jig on there for like it i think it was a clam uh swirl but uh it, it was mostly white with a little bit of black swirl on it and like red dots and like a red I don't know. To me, that just that isn't one that I normally would have used. So I'm I'm kind of actually blown away that I ever had that on. I don't remember what my last ice fishing trip was last year, but normally I'm a predominantly black jig guy, black with with any white or glow spots on it. So, uh, and I'm I, I don't like red on my jigs on my tungsten jigs a whole lot. So uh, it was kind of weird that that's what I ended up having on. Hey, still worked, but. Uh, I, I think that there's something to that. Like, I, I don't care if it's purple, if it's orange, if it's pink, if it's gold, if it's white, if it's black. If it's a small tungsten jig, I want it. Right. Yeah. It's going to go in my jig box. Yep. And and, and at some point in time, you know, I, I don't remember what the last trip was last year, but somebody probably said like, oh, dude, you got to have white. And I was like, well, this is the most white jig I got. And so I put it on and, and it probably worked and now this time it's like what the french toast why would i ever have that <laughs> when but, you when you said that when we were sitting out there on the lake what came to mind is when we were sitting out on uh center at hooked on hard water and we just started tying on different random jigs that yep. we don't normally catch fish off of and yep just throwing whatever down there just to see if we can catch them yep what what would you say like base colors for ice jigs base colors yeah like which which color should every angler have in their jig box like gold gold is gold and black and outside of gold and black i don't see a use for it (laughs) honestly wonder bread baby really yeah like if i was gonna go with like a white yeah i I, I agree i agree a wonder bread type color in there um something with glow always you know just in case you get in some low visibility areas um 
a silver. You can't you can't forget about a silver sometimes. Yep. You know, everybody's going with the gold. Sometimes throwing a silver down there will give them a different look. But uh, I don't know. An orange, a pinky, really. Sometimes you got to throw those a pink in pinks. there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, like I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like I, I'll bet you I have not thrown a pink or an orange tungsten jig on in the past four years. Really? I'd say another one of my favorite ones. I got one of them small tika minnows and a bright pink. And when I was fishing crappies and stuff last year, I would tie that on. Yeah, I always like a ping drop kick with a white plastic. That always really? seems to do pretty good for crappies. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, black, and I'll, I'll go along with that Wonder Bread. I know in the last couple of years I've used that Wonder Bread a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, if, if I could have black, gold, and that Wonder Bread, that's that's just kind of. <laughs> yeah, black um, and gold. Like, if, you're, if people are listening and they're like, oh, what color should I get? Start with black and gold. Yep. I mean, you really can't go wrong with those two. I yep. feel like I feel like black is a color that you don't see often, honestly. I feel it, like you see a lot of those bright colors and a lot of like the blues and greens and orange and pink and even like the gold, but I feel like people think black is too dark. They they just think that fish don't see it or whatnot. And I honestly don't see black being used by people that often. I I agree. I do not think it's getting used that often. And I don't know if that is because of us fishing uh, more clear water. Uh, you know, even East Okaboji during the during the winter time, the water has gotten pretty clear. West Okaboji right. obviously is normally uh, uh, pretty clear. Pahoya traditionally has been a little bit more clear, right. which uh, I don't think it. The, the last year it wasn't uh, as clear, and from what I can tell, this year is not as clear neither. Which uh, reminds me, Scott Mockentune, actually uh, our buddy from up in Minnesota, uh, fisheries biologist, was down meeting with the Iowa DNR. Uh, they're going to redo some stuff over at Lake Pahoya. Hmm. Um, strictly like, I don't know, something with the silt on the, I don't know, the stream that runs into it. I don't know. He sent me an article. I'll be honest, I, I haven't read it yet. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're redoing something and, and uh, so... Yeah, I don't know when that'll be, but whatever. You, you just have trouble with that microphone, don't you, Ramrod? You have already knocked the microphone off the the table once, and now you're can't take them anywhere. Yeah, yeah. What's it like having to, having this be the last time you're ever on our podcast? <laughs> well, I just I felt like I was bending down too much. That that do you you see that? The arm. You moves. can move it, move it wherever you want. Yeah, That's the neat part there. about a microphone arm. <laughs> All right. So yeah, like finding those jigs or how about plastics? Uh, I know you're not a big plastic guy. Yeah, you is know, is there any certain ones that you really like? I'll be honest, there isn't any of them that that I would actually really like. Um, there there isn't ones that I do like. I would like to have a bunch of them just to have those in my arsenal, right. and uh, you know at. I, I think that's, uh, I don't know, Th this year, you know, you, you hear a lot about people talking about when you're out there, um, you know, when you're on a really solid bite, to drop down a plastic and, uh, you know, get your confidence in that. And, and at some point in time, I'm going to have to do that. But uh, um, Yeah, we'll definitely get you on them. Yeah. It's going to have to happen. Red? Any? I feel like since I caught that big walleye on 
on Okaboji a couple years ago was on a little red plastic. I just find myself leaning towards red ones, and that's the one really? that I'm going to catch them on. Yeah, red is a good plastic color. Huh. Some Sometimes you can really get them going on red, especially like when they're feeding on bloodworms and stuff that's like that. That's what I was going to say. So, I wonder if, if maybe that's what that is. Yeah, that's a lot of it. Um, plastics, as far as colors go, like I use a lot of whites, a lot of blacks for plastics as well, too. Um, and um, Motor oil. Motor oil is Zach a great Cox, color. That's his favorite. Is it? Motor oil is a great color. Just natural. Yep. Yep. And then uh, every once in a while, like, I haven't had a lot of luck on, like, the oranges and the chartreuses and stuff like that. But if I can find, like, a smoke or kind of clear colored one, that one kind of has a tendency to do pretty well, too. Yep. I think think you got to go a little bit more natural, especially in the waters that we are fishing. Right. If, If you're up, you know... Someplace with a little bit more stained water, you know, maybe you got to throw something a little bit and, more wacky at them. Don't, but. and don't be afraid to play with those plastics. You know, don't, you don't have to fish them just like they come out of the pla- package. Sometimes, you know, you can pull off a few of the tentacles that are on it and stuff like yep. that. And actually the bite gets a lot better with, you know, by modifying them your own. So, yep. All right. Well, that's a couple of the things that we like. Let, let's go down that uh, wormhole. What are the worst jigs? Ooh, the worst jigs. The worst jigs. Go ahead, Scott, because I already know what you're thinking. Perch talker. Biggest junk piece of <laughs> garbage. Like, if, if 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 somebody puts a perch talker in my stocking, you ain't coming back to Christmas next year. <laughs> That's for sure. You ain't coming back. That's the last time we're here. Where's my stocking at? Uh, we didn't put it up this year. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm dying to know where the perch talker works. I'm dying to know where the perch talker works because I want to go fish there because if the perch talker works there, holy moly, regular good jigs are really going to work there. Like that is, that is garbage. I can't, I I hope the person that came up with the perch talker is listening to this because that, that's bad. That's bad. (laughs) It seems like, it seems like something like a bunch of like middle school girls made, at a slumber party one night, they're just like making a bunch of like bead beaded necklaces and like stuff like that, or something. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're just like, "Here, let's take a piece of wire and put a bunch of uh, plastic beads and some brass inserts on there, and pop it up and down, and oh, it makes noise, and let's throw a hook on it and call it a fishing lure." You know, like I, I think a lot of times we've always said, like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to get too crazy. Like they're just fish; they're not that smart. Even freaking fish are smart enough to look at a perch talker and be like that is grade a garbage like that is a hot freaking steamy pile of you're saying there's a reason they discontinued making it i think they still make it i think they discontinued it <laughs> shocker i know <laughs> shocker. i know there was a the perch talker and the walleye talker i think this is my fifth or sixth ice season and that was one of the first baits I bought. I was walking through Shields yeah, and I was like, oh, man, perch talker, this is it. I tried it with minnows, with nothing, with worms, you name it. Didn't work. You ever. tried it with worms? I, night crawlers? Not night crawlers. You know how hard it is to find those worms. worms. Oh, I was like, wow, you really <laughs> tried. No, I, it was garbage. It didn't work at all. All right, yeah, unpopular, yeah. unpopular opinion here. Uh, I think the uh, I think the Z Vibers garbage, and I completely disagree. See, I I have not had any luck on the Z Vibers. Me I neither. Just, I just don't think that it's. I don't know if it's garbage, but I don't think it's lives up to like the hype. Like everybody just is like, oh yeah, 
it was one of those things that kind of came out on the market and everybody's like, oh, that's just going to smack them. It looks think, good. When I think that everybody has talked about how great it is, but I don't think even the people that talk about how good it is have really fished with it a lot and like absolutely just crushed fish with it. And that, that could very well be. Like, I'll be honest, like it's, it's one of those baits that catches fishermen because I look at it and I'm like, hell yeah, like that thing is badass. Like I bought, I bought like more than my fair share of those things because i was like oh my god like you know i i think it was you and me ramrod that yeah, were like you know oh man we're gonna smash crappies on this like oh these ones here like we're gonna catch walleyes on that and you want to know how many fish i've caught on a freaking z-viber absolutely zero how many times have you fished with it though probably like six well in some fishy areas i've got all we went down. to that trip to northeast south dakota and i used it up there when everyone else was catching walleye and perch, and that thing freaking, I stepped on it. Like, I I would have, if I would have had a decent, like a freaking rattling buckshot on there, or a leech flutter spoon, or any other decent jig or, or spoon, I'd have, I'd have freaking, I'd have hammered them. I've got everything from the tiny little small, smallest ones they make to the medium sized ones, and I fish them both open water, jigging off a dock. And you haven't and caught in the anything. Ice, and I caught fish. Off you of did not either. Where? Swear to you. Where? And I've got probably Where? eight different Where? colors. Off your parents' dock in the summer. You did not yes, ever sure catch did. fish yes, off yes, my yes, parents' I sure dock. Did. Okay, time out. Next time no. we go out, you guys, he's tying one of those on. And we're going to see how well he catches I'll fish. Bet, That's I'll all he can bet fish you with good money he don't freaking catch a and damn I got him thing. Every color you can think damn of. I got thing gold you won't catch. and silver, wonder bread. You're such an idiot. I'm going to make you tell the tornado story here in a little bit. That's, you, that's, have you ever heard the tornado story? I'm sure I have. Get freaking ready to live. I, I made Ramrod tell like five people the tornado story at, at work today. This is such like you're about to freaking broadcast this to thousands of people. Think long and hard about this. It's, it's real. We got to finish up. We got to finish going down this rat hole here of, of dog crap lures. But uh, um, yeah, so Z-Viber. I, I, the jury's still out on it, but I'm telling you right now, uh, it, it, it's, it's looking like it's junk. Um, perch talker for sure is junk. Ramrod, did you have another one? Yep. For me, it was the rattling flyer spoon made by Lindy. Lindy rattling yep. flyer spoon. Yep. That was another one of those jigs that I bought early on when I first started ice fishing. And it seemed like every time I'd fish it, when I'd pull it back up, it would just twist and twist and twist and just twist my line up like no other and so i just hate to fix my line all the time so i just stopped using it yeah you need to throw a barrel swivel on there but uh e either way it could very well be garbage you know now see a lot of those guys up in northern minnesota like on red lake love those things they swear by them huh? like in a red color or something like that or it's lake the woods one of the two like that's the only thing that you can catch them on really yeah now i'm not trying to go down this because we're not going to go down it very far but uh sitting here talking about these jigs you, you really got to wonder, are, are we talking about fishing jigs, fireworks, or sex toys? <laughs> <laughs> the Z-Viber. Oh, the Z-Viber. Well, when you're talking with Ramsey, you never know. <laughs> what, what, was, what was it that you just said right there? The rattling flyer spoon. The rattling flyer spoon. That, I mean, that, that could very well be a firework. That, that could very well be a firework perch talker that like that that's not even good enough like 
that was, that was just a junk all the way around. But <laughs> right when they come up with the name, they're like, "What should we call this thing?" I don't know. Are we trying to catch with the perch? Okay, yeah. okay. Does it no, talk, to him? Oh, talk yeah, to him? Oh yeah, talk to him. It rattles him in. Yeah. Ah, oh man, perch that's talker. good. That's good. Everybody will believe that. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what? The shit part about it is, apparently, at one point in time, I believed it. Ramrod believed it. Oh, we, I think everybody has one in there. Has one not me anymore <laughs> not me anymore i think i freaking got rid of that thing it, it looks like it it looks like a freaking it looks like an earring out of some lady like i don't know how, how old would we say she is i'm gonna oh, say oh definitely i mean it'd be definitely one of our grandmas yeah i'm i'm thinking not quite old enough to be my grandma but older than my mom all right that's that's the type of lady that if, if you would rock in one of those yeah if you yeah. would take the take the barbs off of a perch talker tip them upside down and uh like i think i think it would go together with a nice jumper <laughs> i would <laughs> think either that or something dennis rodman would wear yeah, yeah, there's yeah a, not, there's that is a bad idea right there, neither. If there was a rapper named Lil Perch, he'd definitely have one <laughs> in his ears. Because they'd rattle eyes. I'm not 100% sure. Ramrod, do you, did you ever have your ears pierced? I'm uh, sure he did. I had one pierced in like the third grade for like... Up on top? For like cartilage? No, no. Yeah, right. It was like one of those U ones with the balls on the end. Yeah. What? Yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> what you just say to me? <laughs> then wrestling season came, and I took it out and I never put it back in. You were a wrestler. Yeah, hmm. I just, uh, just I pierced grade. I pierced my ears. Yeah, over in Aunt, in my buddy Andy Hasbrook's basement. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no, there was a lot he of bats. two ice cubes. A number a lot of we didn't even we didn't on. even <laughs> used ice cubes. We just like he flat out came up with like a big fake diamond stud, just popped that sucker through and. Shoved the back on it, and hell yeah, my ears are pierced. <laughs> Away you went. It's it's not so bad like the front, like you know you feel that pop, and it's like ooh that hurt. The back is where it's like whoa <laughs> that really hurt. My uncle Jimmy did mine in our living room. Really? Yep. Uh, my dad always told me if I came home with earrings, he'd rip those suckers out with the pliers. Well, I called his bluff, and he never ripped them out. <laughs> never ripped them out. But I I I thought. For sure, he would have actually done it. But uh, I came home with a couple fake ones one time, and Joe was not fake? impressed. Fake, yeah, nice. Joe magnets, yeah. Nice. Joe was not impressed. So, yep. yep. Uh, no, I think looking back now, my parents are thinking that those earrings were the least of their worries. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, is that is that it for uh, crap crap baits? Uh well, I guess I was gonna throw in there like. I'm not saying that they're crap. It's just that I've never had success with them, but the silky, silky, yeah. yeah I'm gonna go. I'm gonna come out with it. And people might. There might be people listening right now thinking like, "What is this goofy ass talking about here?" I love the silky, and some people do. But I've tried fishing different colors a lot. Of, like I've tried to modify them, do all that stuff. I just haven't had really any success with them. You know, the silky is one of those deals, like. In, unless you have success with it, I think most people are kind of looking at it like, this is kind of a gimmick here. The way, so the way I use it, if you think about like a chatterbait or a spinnerbait or something that's got a skirt on it, sometimes people put trailers on those kind of baits. So I use it as kind of like a skirt on, <clears throat> on, a, on, a on a little jig. tungsten jig. So I'll run like it all the way up to, to the used? top and then I'll run you know, a waxworm or a plastic or something. And just, it basically becomes like a little skirt on a, on a tungsten jig. And hmm. I've done all right with it so far. 
you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk that the more they get beat up and the more that they, you know, freaking just get haggard looking, the better they perform. Well, they just look, they look like a bunch of fish guts hanging off a hook. I suppose. I suppose. I, you know, I, I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever caught a fish on a silky, but I think I've never really given it a fair shake neither. So and I'll try it some again this winter. I'll, I will. I, because I always want to try different things and give things the benefit of the doubt because there's very few things that I've ever been like, yep, I'm not ever going to use that again or I'm not touching that. So I've got some black ones and those ones have been, I've, I've tried some of the different colors, but the, the all black ones have done the best for me. Is it, is it hard nowadays, like in the days of pro staffs to know what really is worth a shit? And, and what people are just pimping because oh, that's what time. they're, you know, like big time. I think, like, I think like, half that, I think, I think 75% of what fishing is, is that now I think that 15% of or 25% of the time we're all of a sudden just like, you know what? I've always had success on this. Why am I not using this? Yeah. Why am I going with this? Well, because Scott Sturman told me that this is the greatest bait that there is. Right. And it's just like, so I'm going to use this and forget about what I've had success on for years and years. Yep. I mean, that's one thing I'll give you credit for, Scott, is you found your black check eye jig with the with the glow dots on it and you stuck with that sucker. I mean yep. you could you could have abandoned it a long time ago to try to chase like this product or that product or something like that. But you've always had success on that and you've always stuck with it. We always know like oh that you're gonna have one tied on because that's what you're comfortable with. And you've had success with it's not just a comfort thing. It's you know the proof is in the pudding, right? But and then you know I've I've turned you guys on to it, well, and, I've got and at I'm, least eight of them. In my I was going to say right like now. you guys <laughs> right. all are like you know what I mean. You guys have confidence in it too. Maybe oh, not sure. as much as what I do, but you know just the other day when Ramrod and I were out with our buddy Topper, uh, I I busted uh, I busted the jig off. I went over to his box. What's at the bottom of his box? Like freaking a whole entire row of black check eye jigs, <laughs> and it is, it is. I mean, like people, I'm telling you, that's a freaking killer, killer, killer jig, and and I'm I'm pumped up that I'm, I'm pumped up that it's not one of those deals where somebody else is like, dude, I tried using that black check eye jig, and that thing freaking sucks. Like everyone who uses it's like, dude, that thing is freaking dynamite, and I'm like, hell yeah, it what? is, and I don't get I. Custom Jigs and Spins does not give me a penny. I'm not on their pro staff. Custom Jigs and Spins has no clue who the frick I am. And I don't know who the hell they are. But I think they're made in Iowa. And their freaking jigs are the bomb.com. I, the whole entire rest of their jigs, like Swedish Pimple or something like that, yeah. that thing's probably junk. But they have a, I know they a lot of people lot that of use the stuff. Swedish Pimple. They might have a lot they of good stuff. They have a lot of good stuff. I but I'm telling you, the check eye is the best. Right. It is the best, and, and it ain't even close. And they have a lot of different colors in it and stuff like that as well, too. I, yep. have, I use a lot of the check eye jigs and everything. So The funny yep. thing to me is, though, is when somebody is on like a pro staff or something for an actual jig itself and say it's just an all-gold jig, like this, this jig right here is it. This is what catches them. Why would any other brand of gold jig not work? Right. There's 854 other. Yep. And you're going to catch fish on that jig. It does not matter. When, and even, you know, as far as that, that check eye jig, uh, I mean the nowadays, you know, I'm sure Widowmaker has a black, you know, with a, a black, uh, um, you know, clam has that black jig with the swirl on it, the, the white swirl on it, you know, instead of dots, it's a swirl. 
Um, you know, I'm I'm sure Kenders and and freaking what's what's that one with the polar bear on it? Swir. Oh, uh, Scandiac. Scandiac. Yeah. Scandic. Or and there's Fiskas. Fiska. You know, there's a lot of different ones. God dang it! Jig companies are fun as hell to talk. Oh, like yeah. To say their names are fun. Yeah. But uh, and then you got however many different custom ones are out there. You know. Oh, too, for but, sure. Yep. But like like what Matt said, you just get comfortable in that brand and that certain you know type that you're using and that's what you go to and so i get why people you know talk about them and, and promote the certain jigs and all that but you can't really say the one is better than the other um, right because they're essentially the same thing yep all right before we get before we talk the rest of this fishing we're going to the tornado story <laughs> we are going to the tornado <laughs> story heard this one yep so ramrod told me this story one time probably like a year or two ago and then I had just kind of been keeping it in my back pocket. And I'm like, you know what? Now, now today, I, I, I just remembered it with the junk weather we're having. And so I made him tell the UPS guy <laughs> and I made him tell like four guys at work. And every single one of them walked out of my office like, holy shit, that kid's on drugs. And, and I'm like, yeah, he is. He is on drugs. That's All right, Ramrod. That's a messed up story. <laughs> no, right. Nobody said they didn't believe me, though. All right. Let's hear not to your no. face. Not to your face. The second <laughs> you walked out, every single person looking at me like, that kid's serious? I'm like, he is freaking dead serious. Well, it was so it was the summer I moved back down to Texas. It was, uh, it was June. It was just after my fourth grade year. How do you remember such detail? I don't even remember. I, I don't remember, like, what my socks looked like because yesterday. Because the story changes every time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, no, I call them lie. I remember right, we're, we're keep living, going with this. We were living right outside of Hearn, Texas. Hearn. Hearn. And uh, we were taking care of the neighbor's cats. And the neighbors were, were out of town, and we were taking care of their cats, so we had to go over and go feed the cats. Are, are we talking ranch, or are we talking... Like... Out in the country, it's a gravel road. Okay, okay. So we're, we're kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and the neighbor is about a mile or two down the road. Okay. So we go driving down the road, and it's, it's awful weather. It's storming, lightning, raining, thunder, you know, the whole 10 yards. So we go... Down the road, get there, feed the cats, hang out for a minute. We're we're back in the vehicle on the ride back. What kind of vehicle are we white, talking? Like a two thousand five Yukon. Use a Yukon XL. Okay. We're driving back on the Yukon road. Yukon XL, isn't that a isn't that a fish house? <laughs> <laughs> but we're driving back on the road and next thing you know, the whole vehicle turns around. On the gravel. 180. 180, and we're driving straight back to where we just came from. And my sister's screaming, crying in the back. And I look, and I'm like, what just happened? Dad goes, we got picked up by a tornado, spun us completely around, drove, drove right into the middle of it. We end, we end up driving back to the to the neighbor's house and stayed there for the next two hours until the storm got, you know, got finished. And uh, ended up going back to the house, and then I started telling people I was in a tornado. So did you feel it lift off the ground? Oh yeah, you it did. Was enough, it was enough to completely spin us. Where it was like, what? In the I world know you just said happened? that. Like we did not spin. A, like we didn't turn around. You know, Dad didn't pull into a little driveway and turn around. Nothing. It was like we were going one way. Next second later, going back to where we just came from. So like, are, sure? are people screaming when this happens? Yeah. Uh, is, I like, mean, is what? your dad like holy? You know, yeah, mother he, of God, Ramrod, you idiot. He had no idea what happened. It was it was crazy wild, and he's like. We were just in the center of a tornado. Sure, he just didn't whip a shitty around and get you all confused. No, I am, hit your head I, on, I am, I am on the window. I am positive for sure. I like 
You should have asked him at the wedding because if you shoot him a message oh, right I'm, now, I'm he'll gonna, answer I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I know, I know he's he will. sitting on Facebook right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll message him. I'll message him. He'll tell you. Yeah. Okay, on All a right. scale of one to ten, what? Okay, what percentage? Where are you at? Do you think that this is true, or you think that this is a made-up crap story? I believe it's true that something that that something like that did happen. I'm not now his story. Okay, his story. I don't believe like that. Maybe fifty percent. Like I got to hear what Ronnie has to say about it because you know down there in Texas, hell, it seems like tornadoes pop up all over the place. So I wouldn't doubt if they got into a bad storm or something like that. And Ronnie had to turn around and say, we're going back to this place. But the way he says it, I I, I bet you his, his story and Ronnie's story don't line up. You think Ronnie just quick pulled a shitty because yeah. he was like, oh, man, that weather's bad up there. We're, we're going to quick gonna run back, back and yeah. we're going to gap it. And in his mind, he's back there booping, bopping in his head, you know, like he does and <laughs> all this stuff. Blake Shelton. And he's just like, boop, boop, boop. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, my God, Dad, we just turned around and knew he was in a tornado, wasn't we? And his dad was like, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever keeps you shut up. Or- <laughs> he was like in the window back there. I had no clue what was even going on. It wasn't a tornado so, ramrod. Oh, it was. No, it was. It was twister. That was a twister. It was a damn twister. What did Scott and I ever tell you? Did Scott and I ever tell you about that time when we were driving around, and he had this idea of like we wanted to see like what happens in a tornado, and he had this idea of taking a bunch of aluminum cans and cutting them up, and he had an old Dodge, and we put this thing in the back, and we called it Dorothy, and our goal was to drive that son of a bitch right into a tornado sometime. So that we could get information from inside a tornado. So we did it one summer. Science. Although, although we were the one one time we were in, they had a drive in and tornado hit it during a movie, and we had to get them all out of there and evacuate them. So I think Scott got hit in the head with a hubcap or something like that. So <laughs> uh, the good old days, good old days. They should make a movie about us. I know they should. They should, but but they won't because I'll I'll Call need like I'll need too much money. Or yeah, that'd like be that, sweet. Or... Be sweet. But uh, here's another thing, guys. Gas augers. Gas augers. So I've been seeing a bunch of people online posting about selling their gas augers. Ramrod, brand new gas auger. This year's model. How much you paying for it? Do they even have a this year's model? It, are they still making they're gas still, augers? Yeah, they're still selling gas augers. Are they really? Yeah. Some companies still have them. Who? Jiffy? Uh, Jiffy still still has them. <clears throat> I think Jiffy just actually got into the electric market here recently. I don't think that they've had much. I think Strikemaster still has gas augers. Jiffy think, has the torch. That's their uh, one that goes on uh, uh, cordless drill. Looks like Esmo's got one called the Stingray. Seriously? Yeah. $299.99. Power drill, propane. propane. There's propane. There's gas. Dear God, they still do. A lot of places, I mean, some guys up north still like the gas augers more than the electric augers. I was going to say, if I feel like if you're like way northern Canada or something, you're drilling through 30 inches of ice with extensions and all that stuff. Maybe they like the the fact of having the motor of that, the power of dripping, you know, getting through the ice, whereas, you know, trying to get a, you know, a pistol bit or a... Hmm. K drill or something through 30, Jiggin. 35 inches of ice several times a day. You know, that doesn't really sound like fun, but. Jiggin' Joe still runs a gas off here. Does he? Yeah, we bought him one years ago. We bought him a Strike Master, and he still 
lugs that thing around so i just man i i it's it's uh i don't know i suppose if you bought one back in the day and and you've never and you've never uh bought a new one you know i mean i i guess i get it you know it's three four or five hundred bucks that you know piss on that like i already got one and, and if it runs whatever but i uh we we went on a trip up north one time. Our buddy Tanner put his auger on my ice shack, and when we got to our final destination, opened it up, and I've got a freaking oil or gas stain all over on my freaking shack, right. and and uh, smelled like freaking gasoline for as long as I ever had it until I sold it, and I just man the the cleanliness and the reliability and whatever of electric, it just I I don't know it's it's hard for me to. It's hard for me to ever think about going the other way. Well, it's like my dad's. His like in the fuel tank now. There's like a piece of plastic that floats around in there that broke off of something. Yep. And every once in a while, it get to where the gas comes out of it. So you got to kind of tilt it, and otherwise it won't keep running yep. and stuff like that. It's just issues. I mean, how many times do you sit out there and somebody's out there just long, long, just cranking long, it, long, 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 trying to get it to go and yep. pulling and pulling and pulling and. Uh, that's the nice thing about the electric ones. You just hit the button and go. So yep. I feel like the guys you always see out there using those are the guys that are they've been fishing for a long time, like you know, like Jake and Joe that, you know, doesn't really need to buy a newer one because his old one still works. Or just those old guys that doesn't really like to get rid of nothing. It's like, you know, I still got this one, so why would I go buy a new one? And, well, that's what Scott said, you know, it's like it still works, so why why do different when it when it still works? Because then you got to get rid of it, and it's just like, well, you can't get rid of those things now. So right, like, they're running an old fish trap from the '90s still, and they're like, well, still works, keeps me warm. You know, that's that's the guys you usually see out there with with a lot of older gear. Yeah, and a lot of times those are the guys that are freaking, freaking catching them too. <laughs> too. <laughs> I mean, that 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 kind of goes off to what we were talking about earlier too about not only just fishing with something that you're comfortable with, it's just wide. I mean, I. I was reading some online the other day and somebody said that it's like, why does it seem like every year somebody has like, why do guys have to always buy new and better, new and better every single year? Now I get it. Like some people, they're hard on their gear, <laughs> so they have to upgrade and stuff like that. But again, it's just like, sometimes we just get into this inferior complex that it's just like, man, I'm fishing with something that's two years old. I mean, like, oh, man. man, how can I be out here doing this, man? I'm not a good fisherman. You know, that guy, all his stuff is brand new. I need to get brand new stuff, you know? So yep. it's just like we kind of get into that, and it's just like, who gives a crap, man? Just go and fish. Now, how many guys are there that buy brand new freaking gear, brand new shack, brand new auger? I mean, they're decked out with thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of gear and they don't give a rip if they actually go out there and catch fish they're strictly out there going to drink beer there's a lot of those i can think of i can think of two guys right now and just going out there just to do it just to say that they have better gear than everybody else and it's just okay good for you i know for a fact there's guys that show up to ice shows with a stack full of cash to go buy a bunch of gear so all the people in line next to them like oh yeah this guy Yep. He's doing oh, yeah. it, and they don't use that crap but twice a year. Yep. Yep. Oh, we. I think that everybody can think of a, think of a few people like that. I mean, but again, that's that's good for all of us because then it's like there are also the guys that will use something for a year, 
and like we said, they only get it out two or three times. And they'll sell and it. And they'll sell it. We'll get good deals on it. And they'll get it. a good deal on it. I mean. Yeah, we need to find a guy like that that just like wants to buy stuff, take the hit, and turn around and sell it to us a year later. There's guys that are just totally fine with it, which is, I mean, if that that's their prerogative too. I mean, if you got the money to spend, I guess, whatever. But, I mean, you know, there's guys that upgrade suits every year. There's guys that upgrade shacks every year just because this is like, oh, you're running a 2020 model. <laughs> Even fish, man. There is a weird feeling sometimes with new gear. Like I said, this is like my fifth or sixth ice season, and I I finally got a float suit this year, and I am just jacked about it. Like usually, I just go out and in the first couple of years I ran a pair of like Carhartt bibs, yeah, and then uh, I went and and had like a cheaper pair of bibs, like a snowmobile, you know, kind of pair of bibs, and uh, that didn't have knee padding or none of that kind of stuff. So I'm pretty excited to start, you know rocking that suit out there and i'm sure my wife is too so i don't fall through and drown somewhere but uh, she texted unless you me. guys got good life insurance you guys <laughs> got one of those they don't worry about her dad her dad's the insurance man they got good <laughs> yeah. life insurance <laughs> once that life insurance they're not really too concerned but, about but like, after going you know you, you run a shack for you know three four or five years and then you decide that you want to upgrade and get a new one usually you know you get pretty jacked up about that it's kind of like getting a new car you yeah. know like oh, yeah. there's, there's that you know i mean uh well, well we got a guy at work right now he bought a car over the weekend and i could like just tell like when he walked out to his car after work today like he had a little pep to his step he you had, want people to ask you about yeah it. yeah like, it's well, like funny you, you should ask you. <laughs> dusty's gonna be doing that a lot this year like getting out of his truck and he's gonna be putting on his bibs and he's gonna <laughs> oh yeah oh, oh ask oh. me about my new float suit <laughs> Yep. But I mean, that's how we get, you know, you're pulling out some stuff. Even if it's something like you see people like, like we've talked about building a Smitty sled and all this stuff. And yep. You kind of come up with something on your own. You kind of take a bad, it's like a badge of honor when people are just like, hey, what is yeah, that? What you got going what over there? Got rocking over there. Like, what did you, what you do with that five gallon pail? Well, let me tell you here. That's kind of what I modified on it and yep. stuff like that. Dan Gay, our, our buddy Dan Gay, uh, he built his own track sled, like a snow dog or whatever. Yeah, and that and, uh, thing is sweet. It is. It's badass as hell. And, and uh, I, I saw him at a freaking, the first time I ever talked to him, uh, we were at uh, um, one of the Okaboji Bluegill tournaments, and Dan Gay comes up flying up behind us on that thing. And I, I saw it, <laughs> and I'm like, here is a guy I have got to go and talk to because, and, and you know, now now I consider him a friend and, and uh, whatever. But, uh, um I, I mean, I could tell when I went up there and was like, what the hell you got going on here, man? And then he told me that he built it himself. And I mean, you could tell, like, there was yeah. a point of pride there. Like, yep. you know, hey, I built this. Now I got a guy who's who's interested and I'm yep. going to tell him about it. And, and there there is something cool about that. You know, a, a new shack, like, I mean, that's the equivalent to a new car and, and uh, you know, obviously uh, uh, a new float suit, I, I don't know, that's got to be the equivalent to a new motorcycle, I would assume, you know, something in that ballpark. And uh, It's like showing up in a new, a new like, set of clothes, you know, you set a, you pull up somewhere in a nice new suit or something like that. People are like, oh, that's a pretty damn nice suit, man. Where'd you get that? It's no different than the float suit. It's like, yep. all right. Yep. But, yep. When you look good, you feel good. That's and right. when you feel good, you fish good. That's right. That's, that it's science. Exactly right. But how yep. are you going to feel if you pull up there and everybody else has the same damn suit that you have on uh who wore it I, best because i got, wore a, best? Got, a, got a feeling that that's gonna be a pretty popular color this year it so. is i know kyle lynn i i saw him rocking one some facebook yep. photos of that that new color and yep. yeah yeah 
It'll, That's it'll, all right. It'll be popular, but yep. I yep. thought that it was badass, and I said, if I'm going to get one, that's the one I need. Yep. Ten years ago, blue float suits were pretty popular, too. Everyone had them. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. And, and uh, you know, as long as you like it, that's uh, that's all that oh, really matters. So, you know, here's another thing. Uh, like, like I talked about earlier, Ramrod and I, along with our buddy Top, uh, we got out and did a little fishing this last weekend. And uh, where we went, uh, I'll, I'll be flat out honest with, with everybody. Uh, we went to a lake right here in our own county. It's the only lake that we've got in our county. It's a man-made lake called Lake Pahoya in Lyon County, uh, farthest northwest corner in Iowa. Uh, little 71-acre man-made lake. Uh, normally ices up uh, fairly fairly early and uh um not that far of a drive for us it's it's the only lake that's within an hour from us so uh uh we went up there we uh we went over there uh got out on the ice whatever and uh there's a big huge parking lot right next to the boat ramp right next to the boat ramp is, is is another little driveway that goes up to some cabins that's where we ended up driving because we were kind of fishing off to the side as we're coming back, we can barely get past to get back by into the parking lot because a guy has parked right in, right smack dab in the way. <laughs> like literally like the back end of his vehicle is parked onto the boat ramp. This was not – this was – I, I would have given him a grace had there been a handicap sticker, even though there are handicap spots right there next to it. Like – is this something that we have to go over and like talk to people like think about where the hell you're parking think about the other people that are going to be using this access like i i just i i don't know it's hard for me to wrap my brain around it's that that you thought like oh wow here's a boat ramp that every single person that's going to be using this body of water today is going to be walking down here you know where i should park right freaking here it's it's just like during the summertime it's still boat ramp etiquette. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, if you want to pull up there, unload your stuff and do all that stuff and then go park somewhere else, that's all fine when you do it in a timely manner. But like you said, there's some people that just pull up and park places. And uh, we all know of places that uh, parking is really limited yep. that, you know, that if we all start abusing it, like start parking on people's yards that we're not supposed to park in, you know, we're blocking people's stuff. Pretty soon we're going to lose that privilege and not have anywhere to access the lakes at. So. Yep. Well, that that's a big thing over at Okaboji for sure. You know, we were talking about it before this out up on Miller's Bay. You're driving into a residential area. Yep. And and just kind of parking along people's yards and and whatever. Sometimes you drive down onto the ice, whatever. But uh, uh, you know, a lot of these lakes that we're fishing at is seasonal houses. And so I think a lot of people think like, well, if it's a bunch of seasonal houses, we can just kind of have free reign over the whole entire area and park wherever the hell we damn well want. Yeah, well, 95% of them might be seasonal houses, but there are people that live on these lakes year round. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not just a vacation home. Like this is where people have retired. Like this is where people have bought, uh, you know, and, and they do live there year round. And uh, then when, when a bunch of people come and, you know, that that's that. You know, I think a couple of years ago there on Miller's Bay in, in Okaboji, they had actually put a sign up across that, that they access. Did. They did, yep. And, you know, that's, you're, I think you're driving across private property there to get onto that lake. Like, that's not yep. public access there. It's just, 
I think that the people have been all right with it for so long that, that everyone thinks it's public access, but yeah, man, like it's, it's one of those deals. And you know, as much as 95% of fishermen are great freaking people, they were, are respectful, you know, of landowners are respectful of the resource. They're respectful of everything, but that freaking 5% just freaking wreaks havoc for the rest of us. They really do. I mean, and access to lakes is becoming harder and harder. Sometimes there's very few public accesses on a lake. Yep. So when you do get, you know, a private place that does let you use their land, even if they ask for a small fee, don't make a big deal about it then, you know, just pay the small fee and go. And, but again, don't be like, well, I'm paying for it. So then I'm going to tear it up when I come in and out of here. No, you still got to treat it with respect and park where they ask you to park. Yep. I'd say the other, another big thing you see a lot is, is just having the awareness of, of the vehicles around you. Cause you've, I've seen at times where some guy with a big pickup and big trailer comes in and, and blocks a few little cars and, and trucks in. And then, you know, up in, in Northeast South Dakota, you're pulling off of gravel roads and parking while well, you're parking bumper to bumper. And all of a sudden, you know, you're squeezed between two trailers and you can't get out. Yep. So then you have to sit there and wait for the other guys to get out on the ice. What if they're out there ice camping or something like, what are you supposed to do? Sit there and, and walk around the ice and, and ask for somebody to move. I mean, there, there's times in that people just doesn't have the awareness of the vehicles around them and, and, you get trapped in a parking lot somewhere. Well, that was a big thing out in South Dakota last year, a couple of lakes, people parking on farmers land, like pulling, like parking in the ditches. And then there was like little clearing spots that people were parking in and it's actually private property. And you know, the farmers didn't want people parking out there and people still parked out there. So, I mean, you got to be careful there too. And you got to, like we said, you got to know where you can and can't park. So, yep. Yep, yep. Um, moving along, uh, frozen pizza review. Uh, I'm not gonna go too far in depth on this one. Well, I mean, not as far, just as far as I have on every other one. Uh, I kind of went with a fan favorite. I think it's my brother's favorite kind of pizza. Period. Jack's original thin. Uh, went with the pepperoni. Uh, it's got to be probably the one one of the most popular pizzas in the whole entire world. I think everyone I think likes so. Jack's. Uh, you can find you know. them everywhere. Yep. And uh, I'm going to go uh, with old Jack. I think I'm going to go with a 5.6. Ooh. I'm going to go with a 5.6. Uh, obviously, bang Damn. for the buck. Good pizza um, yep. as, as far as that. Uh, uh, good amount of pepperonis on there. Um, fair with the cheese. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten a couple other pizzas in that same price point that, uh, um, I mean, the pizza, like, cheese barely covers everything like there was a good amount of cheese not not a ton not, i mean we're not talking lots of matzo but but for a three dollar pizza hey good enough uh good amount of pepperoni i do love the thin crust i i you know it's just one of my things uh so so all the way across uh what did i say five seven five six, five, six. i'm going five six and i feel like a strong five six i could have bumped that one up a little bit uh, uh i didn't give it a whole lot of thought uh, this these i kind of always shoot these ones for them from the hip and uh um doing it again i i maybe would have gone a little bit higher but uh jack's pizza it's uh there there's a reason that they're popular we got to start yeah. coming up with categories for these things like what kind of category this one is like, is this a drunk pizza? Like, you're coming home Ooh. at... Are you Ooh, coming... Yeah. Oh, like, I like that are idea. You, are you yeah. coming home at, 
you know, two in the morning after the bar closes and you're just like throwing it in. And if you, if you forget about it and it burns all night long, <laughs> you're, you're fine with it. Or is it, is it, um, like a date, date frozen where it's like, you it's notice that supper. she's got the cheetah underwear oh, on and yeah. it's like, I'm <laughs> about, to, I'm about <laughs> to treat you with something special. I, I feel like a Jack's can fill all categories. Right. Like for three dollars, like this couldn't be a drunk man's pizza. Like, or you could, I come or home, you could make a couple for the family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like if I freaking polish off a thirty rack, like I want Jack's pizza. If I've got some little freaking smoking hussy over at the house, I think she's all right with Jack's pizza. <laughs> right. If if I'm if I'm entertaining my brother's kids, I think they're all right with Jack's pizza. Yeah. Like I I feel Those like Jack's. I I feel like it freaking checks all the popular. boxes. Yeah, yeah. That's one right. too. You're sitting at at the hunting camp. Just got done hunting all morning yep. long. Come back yep. in, throw one in real quick for lunch. Yep. Nice little snack before you go back out. Yeah, I noticed that you're cold because you've been ice fishing all day. How about a Jack's pizza, pizza to warm you up? <laughs> yep. I ain't going to turn it down. No, you're damn right. You're <laughs> not going to turn it down. And I'm not going to feel like it's too fancy. It's not like, oh, man, I don't know. You know, I need something a little bit better. Or, you know, that might be too much for me. I just need something, like, simple. That That's the key. That's the key. Like, you know, you're not... You get up into the seven or eight dollar range for like for a, a frozen Sunday, pizza. Sunday night supper. You're a little bit worried right. about that's that. A like, that's yeah. a supper pizza. That's yeah. not a that's not a drunk pizza. It's it's a supper pizza. It's one that you you want to like take some time with and respect it and stuff like that. Where where the jacks, <laughs> it's just like comes, half and if, it, <laughs> if it comes out a little underdone, eh, it's a little underdone. I can eat it. If it comes <laughs> overdone, if it's a little burnt, eh, I can scrape that off and eat yeah. it. It's not a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah, I I never really realized how many boxes Jack's uh, Jack's checks and and uh, yeah. checks about all. Of yeah, them. it does. Oh, like I, mean, I can't think of one that it, that it doesn't. Uh, it's not one that uh, again. It's not one that you're embarrassed to say that you ate. You know, it's just like it's not one of them that it's just like oh, what kind of pizza are you eating? And you say it, and everybody's like. <sighs> Where did you get that? Yeah, <laughs> right? like, oh, Jack's. Oh, yeah, Jack's. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you like, tell somebody for nine bucks. I yeah, mean. yeah. You tell somebody that you cooked up a Totino's, and they're like, "Did you lose your job?" Or yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Everything all right? Yeah, you need a cup. What's your Venmo? I mean, Venmo. Yeah, some bucks here. I'll start a GoFund. I'll start yeah. a GoFundMe here. For yeah. You. Yeah, you you tell them that you're eating jacks, and they give you a high five, and they're yeah, like, "All right, right, dude!" Like, <laughs> hell yeah! So, all right, uh, let's move along to our Freedom Brew, 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 Brew in Larchwood, Iowa. Freedom Brew, uh, good news story of the week. I haven't been over to Freedom Brew. Where that? What did I do last weekend? I went ice fishing over over that way. Yeah, you guys what the hell? Up and. Come on, Ramrod, frickin' think about it. You never once thought, you know what, maybe we should go by Freedom Brew. No. Oh. That's no, I didn't. No? My wife goes about three times a week. So she does? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She does? Yeah. Oh. She goes through those punch cards like it's her job. Yeah. All right. Uh, you uh, you got one to, you got one to start off, Ramrod? No, no. I need, I need you guys to go because I got to think of one here. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to. I, I don't know if this is a good news story or a bad news story or what kind of story it is, but, uh, um, you know, last week I had told you that I was down at the Cox Ranch, and uh, I uh, probably what I failed to tell all you guys was that I, uh, I, I, I freaking, I blew an opportunity at a deer, and then I turned around and missed that deer about 15 seconds later. I blew my opportunity at 80 yards. I, I missed at, like, too far too far it, it was a bad idea to take the shot and whatever 
and uh so uh there's actually a group of hunters down at the cox ranch this week and uh i think it was saturday or sunday zach messaged me and said hey uh those guys uh, actually shot that deer that you missed and i'm like hell yeah like i'm freaking jacked up for these guys like you know send me a picture and then i saw the picture and i'm like fuck those dudes like <laughs> bullshit like i'm freaking like i mean I, I like it it is it has mentally wrecked me like i mean this is a freaking that's a big deer yeah well, it, it was, was a big stud. deer it was a son of a bitch. like yeah. i mean i want to say all the swear words right now and i've kind of swore probably more than what i should on this episode and how many times have you looked at that picture today about uh Too probably once uh once every 15 minutes, I would say I probably do. And that's legit. That like, I personally saw you look at that picture four different times today. So yeah, like, and I mean that, that that's not a good news story. I don't know why I decided <laughs> that that. Like, I think like talking about it with people is like how I'm coping with it. <laughs> like I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm slipping into a deep dark depression, and uh, oh my god, I can't believe like. And, and like I, I, I truly like that. That's not to take away from that whitetail that I shot. Like you know that that's not my biggest deer. It's not. I don't know that it's in my top five biggest deer. But uh, um, you know, it, it, it's a fair deer. Like there's nothing wrong with it. But just knowing you had a chance. Oh, that's that. what hurts the most. <laughs> and that you skimmed like, it. This is a rascal flat song. Like uh, what hurts the most? Like <laughs> I freaking. Oh my. Gosh, just knowing like that thing was in front of me at 80, 85 yards. My crosshairs were on it. Like I wasn't breathing heavy. Like I could have freaking smoked that thing and I didn't know how far he was. So I'm saying to these guys like, guys, you know, is he in range? Is he in range? Is he in range? Eric goes 85 yards. And I'm like, and, and he turns and walked right out of my life. Like that was it, and and he didn't walk out of your life. He came back into it. No, I I ran to the top of that hill, and here I am, fat man, out of breath, freaking trying to shoot off hand at at a at a deer that was too far away to begin with, and I lobbed one out there, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It hurts. I'm never gonna be able to financially recover from this. <laughs> Ramrod, oh, you got man. one yet? It's well, it's not really a good news story, but. Um, your wife didn't dump you yet right no she didn't okay that's, that's pretty good married. news for that's you a good, that's, <laughs> that's a good, good news story i'm doing all right uh no my my father-in-law scott and i uh, got to go out and do some pheasant hunting over the weekend um he's a really big pheasant hunter he that's something he's been doing pretty much his whole entire life and yep um they've got some pretty good pheasant ground just north of town here and we went out saturday and saturday morning and uh shot our two-man limit which is six birds here in iowa and uh I don't know, we probably hunted for about 40, 45 minutes, and just to see how excited he was to get out. Um, he does a lot of hunting with, with his dad, Dave, too, and Dave's spending, spending the winter down in Arizona, and yep. for him to get out with, with one of his dogs and, and do some hunting with me and just to go out and just just to slam on Saturday morning, and we went out again to a different property on Sunday afternoon, um, midway through the Vikings game since they weren't playing very good, and... Uh, Ended up shooting six more, and um, we were out there for about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half, and just slayed him again, and he just, with how, how good the pheasant numbers and stuff were, he just, he was excited to to reminisce about the good old days and how good it was back in, you know, the 70s and 80s and 90s and stuff as he was growing up, and to, to get out and, and do as well as he used to do back in the day with his dad, and 
to go out and, and, and share two evenings with me. And, yep. And then same thing for me to go out there and share that with them. Was a, Absolutely. Was a, was a pretty oh, good definitely. Time, so. Absolutely. Especially after a fresh snow, too. Yep. Oh, man, it was awesome. Birds were holding tight. Close shots. I mean, it, it was it was really, really good. The weekend. way it's supposed to be. Yep. yep. You need to fire up that crockpot ramrod. So I'm say you ain't making those bad boys up. Yep. Nice. Yep. Ivy just looked up some more recipes, and I think she was going to talk to Matt's wife about getting some recipes, too. That's not my a bad idea. My wife don't cook pheasant. I cook pheasant. Well, mm. so. well, we'll have to get them from you. Then. I think yep. that's Matt's way of trying to text your wife. Or <laughs> 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 if you want recipes, text me. Yeah. <laughs> all your, all your dirtbags wife's want recipes. Shoot <laughs> <laughs> their digits my way. That's my good news story for now. <laughs> Not a bad be, good news won't, story. It won't be your good news story, but <laughs> be no, We're partners in this podcast, you know, man. <laughs> All right. Mine? You got one? Well, the NAIFC National Championship is coming up this weekend. That's right. And our good buddies, Kobe and Ben, are up there, and hopefully they have a lot of success. Yep. Elbow um, Lake? Is that yeah, what it is? Yep. And like Snyder it's, it's Lake. It's a two-day deal, yeah, right? Yeah. Snyder Lake or something like yep. that is the, okay. is the next day. Um, I think I had another one here, too. Let's see if I can find it. I think I screenshotted it. It kind of goes along with the whole pheasant hunting. Like Ramsey was talking about uh, some guy posted on a pheasant hunting group that I'm part of the other day. Um, it's kind of like it's a good news story that goes along with some like sad news story a little oh, bit too. God, but don't make me cry to end this um, one. It's just some guy posted on there a picture of a yellow lab with three pheasants by it on a fence. And it says, lost my younger brother this fall after brief battle with cancer. Promised him I would take his dog Trixie to South Dakota since we didn't make it earlier. She pointed out, she pointed one of these and retrieved out the other two of thick, out of thick cattails. He would have been proud. And I just thought, you know, that's pretty, pretty badass, pretty like, a uh, pretty cool tribute to uh, to his brother because uh, all of us do this. Um, it's with the outdoors in general. A lot of it we do it with our siblings or our relatives and really good buddies and everything like that. And uh, it's just always touching to see a tribute like that. And I think all of us would do that for whether it be a brother or a buddy any day of the week. So yep, yeah, absolutely, no doubt about that. Well, all right. Uh, yeah, you know what next episode is? Two hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred. Two hundred. Hunnets. Hunnets. Man. What's in my pocket, dog? Big face hunnets. No, never that. Oh, yeah, I don't know. You crossed the, oh, you crossed the line there, Ramrod. You, you I told you he opened, you'd, he'd start beep booping, and next thing we know, we're in a tornado <laughs> out there. We're supposed to get lightning Doing and thunder <laughs> in the middle of a freaking snowstorm. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> episode 199 uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in i have no clue uh, we'll try to do something special for 200 i don't know what the heck it's going to be maybe we'll maybe we'll couple it with a christmas episode and uh um yeah i don't know i don't know we will see but uh, as always we appreciate you guys and uh we will uh we'll see you next week uh later